In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Right, here we are, Labor Day weekend, hanging out with the great Chase Hatton, my nephew. <laughs> the uh, I haven't seen my friend Chase here for probably a few months, at least. I don't remember the last time I seen you, man. When was the last time we I saw each other? It's been a while. I think it's been probably over three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Right around it's there. Been years. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, and I gotta yeah. say, I'm super thankful. Like I've been working on podcasting. And I'm a bit, I'm a little, I'm an older guy. I'm almost a boomer here. Yeah. I got my nephew who's been doing some music and he's been doing some BMXing. And I got to tell you, the last time I saw him, he was kind of like a kid, but now he's like a man, <laughs> you know? And uh, so I just want to kind of get into Chase. Like, what, what have you been up to? And maybe we could start with, like, I know you've been doing a lot of BMXing and I, I kind of want to get into the law of attraction and tattoos you got and stuff like that but yes, why don't you start telling me a little bit about your your journey from doing the stairs down in Mililani to where you are now and, and some of the things that you've learned from BMXing and where you are okay uh so I didn't start BMXing I started skateboarding with all of my friends I think that was back in like second grade or something and everybody just we would all go to the park and we all kind of follow each other's lead and one person got a BMX bike and then like chain reaction everybody else got one and then after that everybody just fell in love with it you could go faster you could go higher in the air you slam harder but it's always worth it in the end but uh yeah and uh BMX one of the biggest things that it's taught me guarantee is like just toughen up like you're gonna fall you're gonna slam hard but you gotta get back up and just go for it again and another thing is like it's discipline it's like mentally disciplined because when I did do the sixth grade stairs at Mililani or Ward Rail I had to get into my mind I had to shut off all my thoughts and just put my body through the motions because I knew that I had the skills to do it and yeah yes sir that's awesome it it makes me think 
let me throw this out at you. When you were doing those stairs, did you, and I think this is something we all go through. When you did those stairs, guaranteed you didn't do it on your first try. No. And, <laughs> you know, and I, did you have friends in your circle of friends that you knew for a fact were too scared to do those stairs? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, they, they were doubting me. They would tell me that I wasn't able to do it. And that just pushed me so much further because I wanted to prove them wrong and show them, you know what? Oh, I'm going to do it right now. And that's pretty much ha what happened on every rail. Like, we literally went from town... And I hit one rail, and then we just, I continually, continuously hit rails throughout the day. And then I worked my way up until from, I think it was a seven stair was my first one. And at the end, I hit the 14 stair at the middle school. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I, I know that, like, any guy listening to this right now who's ever had a circle of friends knows exactly what that's like. And, and, and every guy knows which guy they were in that circle of friends. Mm -hmm. You know, it, yeah. it, it stokes me to hear you say that because what you said was, like, as soon as they told me I couldn't do it, it made me want to do it more. Exactly. And it kind of seems to me like that's, that's a lesson that a lot of people never learn that lesson. Yeah. Or a lot of people are too afraid to learn that lesson. Yeah. You know, and ultimately in life, you're going to learn that lesson. You know, and it's so much better to do it when you're your age and you can apply that same yeah. philosophy to your life. Like, exactly. You know, one of my lovely wife's favorite songs is by Frank Sinatra and it's called <laughs> That's Life. And it says, uh, you know, whenever I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. Yes, sir. You know, like, like, I think that whether you're a man, a woman, a child, wherever you are, every one of us has slammed on our face before. And it's so inspiring to hear people talk about, hey, here's what happened when I got up. Yeah. Everyone's so focused on the crash. Yes, sir. But the most important part is, like, what happened when you got up? Yeah. You know, and one other quote that I heard that was awesome was, like, this, uh, I think it's from Rocky. And he's, like, talking to his son. And, like, his son is all upset because his dad's fighting, you know. <laughs> and his dad comes out and he's like, Listen, son, you're never going to believe this, but you used to fit right here in my hand, oh. you know? Yeah. And you know what? You had a good life, and you're a tough kid, but somewhere along the way, you know, you let someone stick a finger in your face <laughs> and tell you you ain't good enough. And, like, his son starts to get kind of bummed a little bit, but he's still mad, and his yeah. dad goes, listen, life is hard, and nothing hits as hard as life, <laughs> you know? But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and get up and keep moving forward. Sir. You know, and and so like that, those are the old school BMX days for you. So to so you've obviously hit a different bunch of different parks around here today, mm -hmm. and you just came from IAEA or Pearl City. Pearl City. Tell, okay, tell me about that park and and why you like that park and why that's different from other parks. So uh, the park in Pearl City is called Manana, and uh, it's ever since I was a kid. Every all the OG BMXers would every Sunday everybody goes there, and it's kind of like just a family like it's real family vibes. You know everybody that's there. If you don't know them, they'll introduce themselves, and everybody's cool. But everybody shows up on Sundays, so we go out there on Sundays, meet up as a group, kick it, ride, push each other, and just try to keep the vibes high. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that park. Compared to like Mililani, Mililani Skate Park, the transitions, the way that they shape the concrete, 
is wild. Mm-hmm. Like the ramp will throw you differently than it will two feet away from where you jumped. But Pearl City is just, it's like um, consistent. It's completely consistent. Everything is nicely shaped. It throws you the right way, the right place. Whoever knew or whoever built that park knew exactly what they're doing. Yeah, that was my next yeah. question. Like that sounds like an engineering issue, right? Like big time. Yeah. 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 When you say it's like a when you go to that park, Manana, right? Yeah. Like when you say it's a family like structure there, is that is that like there's been the older guys? Like did you go there when you were a kid and now you're the older guy there or yeah. is it kinda like that? How is explain to me how it's more of a family there. So when I was maybe like middle school the OGs were maybe like late 20s like 28 to 30s and then now that I'm 22 they're all like 40s 50s so they're all cool guys they're all chilling and then they bring their kids all the young the up-and-coming generations they'll come through and then we'll try and pass on our knowledge to them make them push themselves how the OGs pushed us back in the day. Yeah. And, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it really is a family vibe because, like, it's not only, like, moms, dads, uncles, aunties. There's tents that are set up there all outside the park, inside the park. Everybody is just, everybody's chill with each other at Manana. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. So, it must be, I can imagine, it must be pretty awesome, like, in my mind, my hallucination, I can see like a young Chase going there and like maybe doing like coming off the coming off one of the hits and like doing some bar spin, you know, years ago. And then now so, you're there and you see one of the guys that taught you with his kid. Maybe you're teaching him a trick or something like that. Have you had yeah. that happen to you before? Um, like uh, so somebody taught me a trick and then their kid comes up yeah. and I teach them. Yeah. Uh, not so much in that extent. Right. All of my the OGs don't haven't had as much kids. Right, but right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely pass on my knowledge to all the younger kids, though. Yeah. Like, if I see that they're street oriented or orient oriented, if they like to go hit handrails, if they like ledges compared to ramps and dirt jumps, then I'll take them under my wing and I'll teach them every grind, how to do it, what to think about when you're doing it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, sir. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting, like, so if you think about some of the accomplishments, whether it's handrails or just different hits and stuff like that, yeah. you know, when you go through them and you crash or you pull it off, you get a certain feeling. Yeah. But when you're taking a kid under your wing or you're showing them something, then you relive that same experience in a different way. And now what you now you have the ability to show somebody else. Like, have you, yeah. is it, can you speak to the, like the difference in actually doing something versus actually teaching something? Yeah. I mean, like, back in when I was taught how to do things, it was you had to do it. Like, <laughs> I'm not even joking, man. The older guys were very, they are pressure, peer pressure to the max. They would take, if every try that we tried the trick, if we didn't land it the first time, they would take a bolt off of our bike that we didn't necessarily need. At, right at that time, they would take it, and then if you didn't do it in enough tries, your bike's gonna just freaking fall apart and you're gonna eat it even harder. So they pushed so us, crazy. man. Yeah, they. And nowadays, we tell the youngins to go do something small or something big, doesn't matter, but there is that hesitation with them. 
and they don't want to do it, and then we'll try, I mean, I try and push as much as I can, right? but I don't want to, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to do the same thing that happened to me, but, <laughs> I mean, you have to be pushed like that sometimes, though. Right? It really, yeah. Looking back on it, can you see, like, why those older guys did that? Like, they were like, we're going to make you do it, yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> most definitely, dude. Like, by the age that the young kids are right now, we were doing some insane stuff. We were sending handrails. We were doing, not flips, I'd say, but, like, 720 spins and stuff like that. And they don't really... Now you can see a little digression, and you can see there's not that many next generation of riders because I don't know what's up with it. It's falling out or whatever, but... Maybe yeah. guys like you need to start taking bolts off bikes. For real, man. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. How do you think Hawaii so rates? Them. Yeah, like, how do you think Hawaii rates? Like, I, I don't know much about BMXing, but I know that there's, like, a national circuit and a whole international scene on it. Yeah. Does Hawaii have a ranking in that for BMX guys, or is it... How does Hawaii look when it comes to BMX? I know we have a ranking when it comes to BMX racing. BMX freestyle, however, we don't have anything. There's no ranking system. We're not even on the map whatsoever. Like, compared to the mainline guys, mainline companies. I mean, actually, my friend Jordan, he went out to California, moved out there for a little bit. He got sponsored as an amateur rider as a, for a brand named Colt, which is pretty big in the BMX industry. But, shoot, what was the question? I lost, uh, I lost oh, we, track. We were just talking about Hawaii's role as far as like BMXing oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's not much of a scene out here, to be right. honest. I right. mean, like, the scene is family-oriented. Like, when we get all the BMX riders over here pretty much know each other. Like, we all, it's all family-oriented. Like, we just keep everything in Hawaii. That's kind of why we do, we did start Ride High, which is a website, R-I-D-E-H-I, as in Hawaii. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Not as in, like, smoking a bunch of weed. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's um, a different website. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah, it just has all the, anything that comes out of Hawaii BMX is on that website. Nice. Yeah. And the, would you? And that be that website is like um is that family oriented too? Like that's kinda of trying to take care of all the guys here and the people that run it are, are pretty much guys yeah. that have been in the scene and have a passion for it. Yeah, that's like the it's the OG guys that run the site and then like whenever a young kid like when I was popping up BMX videos on YouTube, they would just put the video straight to their page and then tell them like put on Instagram, promote it, dude. Oh nice. Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah. And then so can, um, on that website, do they, it's Ride High, R-I-D-E-H-I dot com. Nice. Yeah. And, if, and if anybody was to, like say some kid from Ohio is like, what? Yeah. I want to check this out. Can he go on there and can he upload videos? Or what's it like when you uh, go to that exact site? So when you go to the site, it, uh, I think it's like a palm tree background, island vibes. And then it just is, uh, you just scroll down the site. And it has every video that every BMX video that's come out of Hawaii, pretty much. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll um, we'll put a link in the show notes, and then maybe we'll get a video next Sunday or something like that, or if we go down to Manana, you know, or, or when you, yes, you start getting yours going. Yeah. What um, 
I guess we could shift gears. Like you were telling me about the law of attraction. Like what oh, is sorry. the law of attraction, and what is what is your what is it you find so interesting about it? So the law of attraction to me is like you surround yourself with what you want. Like if I want if I want to become a pro BMX rider, I'm gonna surround myself with BMX brands, BMX products, people that are ride BM, riding BMX. I'm just gonna completely indulge in it, and I believe that. I think that the everything in the world has an energy or some kind of vibration or something, and I feel like us as humans can actually connect with it, and like put a put our mark on the world or something like that. Like we can create things with this energy, and I I've experienced it firsthand. I mean I've random notebooks a bunch of stuff that i'm gonna that's gonna happen a bunch of stuff that i want to happen and stuff like that and it's it's gone down yeah, exactly how i put it in the notebook it's crazy yeah i think it's fascinating i i think it was henry ford who said whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't yes, either sir. way you're right mm -hmm. you know and there's all kinds of books written about people and you know you hear quotes like fake it till you make it and like yeah what i've learned is that the reality you live in is the one you say you live in. Exactly. Have you ever had a friend that's yes. like, oh, I'm a pro this, and I'm like, dude, no, you're not. You uh -huh. are not that. Dude, I see you, dude. You are not that. <laughs> yeah. But in his mind, he's like, yes, I am. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're, what a dummy. You are not that. And all of <laughs> us laugh at you. Yeah. But yeah. in a few years, like, the guy is that. Mm -hmm. He's still not very good at it, but he's, he is that. Yeah. And then after I did that for a while, I started looking at myself, and I'm like, dude, who the hell am I to judge that guy and tell him what he's not? Yeah, true that. Dude, I have more respect for that guy now because yeah. he taught me, like, I was the one. Maybe I was bringing him down. You know, maybe that's why that guy don't want to hang out with me. Or, yeah. you know, you learn a lot about yourself from the way you think about other people. And what you just said about the law of attraction, I think, is something that most people know about. But only a few people really follow that. You know, if you if you truly believe in something, yeah. You know what what you are attracted to is that which is meant to be for you. Yeah. You know, exactly. And even if you're if you're moving, maybe that thing you think you want isn't exactly it, but it's in that direction. Yes. It's like a lure. Like you know a, what I mean? It's a path that you're being pulled to. Yeah. yeah exactly. What yeah. what do you tell? And there's multiple paths. Right. And you just got to go to the one that is pulling you to that. You can, you, I call it a little, t I get like tingles in my body where I know things are right. Like I just know it. Like I'll get a tingle or some people, it's like a voice in their head kind of sometimes. Yeah. But like I have random voices that'll tell me, bro, you should be riding right now. What are you doing? You're just <laughs> laying on the couch watching TV, bro. Get your out. Get out right. and start riding. Right. Force yourself. Do something, dude. Yeah. But I feel like that's just the universe helping me get off the couch and start putting my everything into motion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people have that voice in their head they just ignore it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody's got the voice, to yeah. be honest. Everybody's got that little voice that tells them either to do right or wrong. Right? Like, that's the same voice that I see. But everybody sees that voice differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, like... Like, I'm a huge fan of, like, mental illness. Yeah. You know, probably because I'm mentally ill, you know? Same here. <laughs> Every, yeah. you know, we um, all have our own little flavor yes, of, like, sir. mental disorders or whatever. Yeah. 
and I was reading um, this book about schizophrenia. And okay. in schizophrenia, for those people who may not know, it's these people that hear voices in their head, yeah. but the voices tell them to do crazy things. Yeah. Like, you should, you should kill your dog. Mm. You should throw your refrigerator off the roof. No. You know, just... You should rob this bank and then throw all the money in the ocean. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, just just crazy stuff. Yeah. And so, in this book I was reading, it was a doctor interviewing this man who was very candid. And he had asked the patient, like, I understand there's voices in your head, but why do you do what the voices tell you to do? That's true. And so, the patient says, you know, doctor... I can... It's difficult for someone who doesn't have it to understand. He goes... As someone who has schizophrenia, I can imagine what you must think of a voice in your head, but it's not that same voice. He's like, what I have in my head as a schizophrenia patient is like the following. And the way he described it was this. Imagine somebody getting in your face like this close, like yeah. nose to nose, eye to eye, yeah. and saying, you are going to kill the dog now. And you close your eyes, you're like, no, I'm not. And the voice gets louder and more violent and angry. And so you Ooh. turn away and you run. Yeah. But as soon as you turn around and run, there's the guy, nose to nose, yelling <laughs> louder. No. And it will not go away until you do what that thing tells you to do. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. Yeah, you know, and it's like, if, if, that, if that is some sort of miswiring in there, and like, yeah. let's say that you and I and everybody else has the ability to tap into that you know, God-like voice in the head that can help us do good, exactly. you know, maybe maybe we can, but like, you know, you said you have a strategy where you get tingles or you, you hear that voice do good and you follow and it tells you to do good things, you yes, know, I, I, I wonder if, I wonder if us talking about this now will help other people listen to that voice, what do you think? Hopefully. Yes, sir, I hope so, man, I really do, and... The big part, like a uh, big influence of mine about all this is a guy named Charlie Rocket. I don't know if you've heard of him. He, he like, he, uh, he founded a rapper, 2 Chains, went along with that style of life, and then he was like 300 pounds plus, dropped down to one something, and then did Ironmans, um, he just did a bunch of stuff. And uh, that that's my biggest inspiration. Shoot. What were we saying? Well, we were just talking about how how we hear the voice in our head and then we end up having inspiration of following that voice. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, like, I... I actually, keep going, keep going. <laughs> well, no, it makes foggy. me think... Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, too, because that, that brings up another point that I often think about. And it is like, you know, Jordan Peterson's big on this movie Pinocchio, yeah. right? Like, we all saw it as kids. Yeah. And he talks about it as a metaphor. Like, Pinocchio's a puppet. Mm -hmm. He's not a real boy. Yeah. You know, but he goes down into the belly of the whale, right? which is also a biblical story. Yeah. And if you think about it, Chase, like, mm -hmm. and if I think about my, if I'm honest with myself, and I bet if you're honest with yourself, if your dad's honest with himself, and, and our moms are honest with themselves... Like yeah. We've all been in the belly of the whale. Oh, most definitely. Every one of us, like I just had a long talk with my mom today, like about old times and how things happen. And, you know, it's those dark times in your life where you're at the very bottom and you're like, I can't do this. Like, what the heck yeah. am I doing? And you, you almost lose it. Like, you don't, but you almost do. Yeah. 
But those are the times when you find out who you are. Exactly. Like, like your yes, friend sir. you're talking about, Charlie Rocket. Like, here's this guy, yep. 300 pounds. He's like about to die. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going <laughs> to die? Real, you're going you're gonna to start changing. Yes, sir. Exactly. You know, the world throws these things at you, and it, like, it'll hold you down to the bottom it and, does. like, fight. No. Yeah. Fight. No. Okay, exactly. you're going to go. You're going to die then. But once you start fighting, yeah. you know, you start developing. Maybe that voice in your I head hope. is like a muscle. Yeah. And the more you listen yeah. to it, the more you use it, yes. the, the more it dials <laughs> in. It's like, oh, okay, hey, I'm getting bigger, I'm getting stronger, I must be doing the same thing. You know, exactly. you start to find yourself. Yes, sir. Find your passion in life, you know? Yeah. And, and recently, most recently, I mean, stuff hasn't been going my way. The best, like, my life hasn't been nowhere near perfect. I did a bunch of stuff in high school, sold some stuff. Freaking did all that, got into yeah, right. Then, Welcome uh, to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Went to rehab, did all that stuff, and I come back over here, and like most recently, I had a girlfriend for three years, and that situation was just crazy toxic. We just weren't on the same path. We weren't the right people for each other, and then. It took a lot to tell myself, okay, you know this isn't good, so let's ex like remove myself from this situation and let's do all that. But it was real scary because I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have nothing. Yeah. So I got that van, yeah. traded a, a Toyota Echo with nice. my friend that lives literally right over here, <laughs> traded in for the van, put a cot up in there. Yeah. I slept in a van for probably like the past four or five months and... It's 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 a struggle. It like don't get me wrong. It sucks. It does suck sometimes. Like you're, it, it's just a sh bad situation. But you gotta look at those struggles. Like that's Joe Rogan says. You have to be the hero of your own movie. And the way I see it right now is the worst, the bad scenes of the movie. That's what the struggle is. You're just watching the bad scenes of your movie. What would you do if you were the hero? Why don't you just flip the script? <laughs> don't even see it as a struggle. Just right? see it as a something that's gonna it's gonna become overcome. It's not like impossible. Nothing's I think everything's possible. Yeah. I agree one hundred percent. And I, I, I think like you know, only someone who has begun to go through what you have gone through, or only someone who's been what you've been through, can understand what you just said. No. You know, it's, there's, the language we use is very important. You know, you could sit here and say, like, oh, I'm this or I'm that. No. Or you could say, like, dude, I'm making it my own way. I'm not going to go this other way that society yes, has decided for me. This exactly. is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. Yes, sir. You know, there's a, there's a, you're actually in pretty amazing company when you talk about like people who just got a van and started doing it. Like if you look at Metallica, how long did Metallica live in a van before <laughs> they had a hit song? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, you know what? Every other one of the people their age that were in a band were like they quit. They just yep. said, "I'm not doing. It. I can't do it. Exactly. I can't do it anymore." Like yeah. a bunch of babies. Mm -hmm. But not those guys. <laughs> yes, Dude, sir. It probably wasn't easy for them. Yeah. No. You know, look at Jack Johnson. That guy toured Europe in a van. Right? Really? Just ruled around in a van. You know, Green Day. Have you heard that song by Green Day that's like, Welcome to Paradise? 
when you, I, if I hear it, yeah, if you hear it, you'll know it. And yeah. it's like it's a song about these guys not making it and just being like in some grimy studio apartment with your crackheads, so, you know, and they're all bummed. And then like the t- second half of the song is like, yeah, this is our house and we rule this block right yes, here. We're sir. the sickest band here. We're the sickest band there. <laughs> yep. We just got booked at all these shows. Yeah. And like I don't know if you can see, it, but I get goosebumps <laughs> yes, thinking about it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have I can't think of one good movie where I went there and it was just awesome things happening to the person. Exactly. That's a horrible movie. That's it's a it. horrible book. No <laughs> one wants is. to see that. Yep. People want to see real life. And I think real life is what you describe. Real life is going out and like, I'm going to do this thing. And then all of a sudden you get punched in the face, right? Yep. Mike Tyson says it the best. Dude. Right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Yeah. But the story, the book, the hero, the, the main character, he faces adversity. And yes, it's not sir. easy adversity. No. You lose everything, man. Yeah. Like, you, you, you get separated from the very people you love the most, man. Yeah. And, and, and you look at them and you're like, dude, am I hurting these people? Are these people hurting themselves? Because, I mean, I, I don't even crazy. know what's going on. Exactly. But, like, I'm just trying to figure out me right now. Yeah. Right? And then, all of a sudden, you start listening to that voice in your head. You start yeah. following that thing that you knew you had to do. You start getting out of these toxic relationships. Yep. You know, and... All like this is the this is like the second half of the movie where like hey do the guy's riding up look at yes, whoa, I gotta pull that thing off uh-huh. hey, he said he was gonna do that you know that's, that's the part I'm in right now dude man. that's that's yes, the path sir. that is mm-hmm. the path yep. and it, it's a struggle to stay on the path because all of I, I know for me when I was younger I had all those demons call me back hey yes, George sir. remember me mm-hmm. you know they never go away they don't but the voice gets lighter yeah. if that makes sense well, yeah or the other voice gets a lot heavier. Yeah, yes, sir. that's a great way to put it. Yeah, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I garden out there all the time, and I, dude, I, I love all the plants, and I love everything out there, and there's so much you can learn from them. You know, like if you go outside your walkway, and sometimes in the cracks of the cement, you see like a little flower growing. Yes, sir. Like that's you when you got up from the from the handrail. Yeah. You know, oh, you can't do it. Like that is adversity. Like here's this plant growing yes, through sir. cement. <laughs> yes, like how does that do that? Uh-huh. What do you mean I can't go do this? Look at that plant right there. You gotta adapt. You gotta adapt. Yeah. You have to. And, and that's what life is, if you ask me. It life. is, right? Yeah. Nothing's gonna be set in stone. No, no. Nothing's guaranteed for you in life. You just gotta roll with the punches and freaking just be optimistic about it. You just, have to. Yeah. I mean, don't let the negative energy control you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. What kind of like sometimes? I think, like, I, I, I know I've suffered in, in the past with being depressed about things or whatever, and I've got some techniques that I use to get myself out of that funk. What, what do you do when you find yourself, like, being called by those old demons? Or what, how, what do you do when you find yourself kind of, like, taking that trip to negative town? Do you have some, some techniques you use to put yourself out of that, or what do you do? big one right now for me is gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just try to go to the gym, and it just distracts me makes me feel good makes me mentally physically spiritually all of the above just makes my energy level go way higher yeah yeah that's a great plan i mean i think that there's tons of evidence that supports you know when you're when you are working out and your body's working well you know your brain's working well yes sir you know i I have found that too i what where did you read about the law of attraction and like what was that something you read or did you, did you see something on that or, or how did you, where did you find that at and then when was like the first time you found yourself incorporating that in your life? 
So that would be the goes back to the Charlie Rocket guy. Mm -hmm. He is big in about the law of attraction, uh, quantum physics, stuff like that, and then like um, I guess like I mean just for an example. So I was living in the van, and this past week I got in a like a little apartment studio apartment and the day that i signed all of my documents all of that the lady said um she said that she has to show it to somebody else because they want to pay more mm. and so i mean most people look at that as oh dude now i have to go out find another apartment i'm not gonna have a place to live i'm not bad 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 right but the way I thought of it, I was like, you know what? This is a winning streak. Like, if it's a win. Like, if I don't get this apartment, then there's going to be another door that opens up. It's probably for a good reason right. I didn't get this right. apartment. Like, but, I mean, everything worked out. The guy said that he would move in later on in the year. And I'm just doing month to month. But it's it's a win, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm not living in a van, so. Right. I'm stoked. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that's... That's a really well put, and it's a really great frame of mind to do that. You know, it's sometimes I, when I find myself there, I do something similar in that, like, I always ask myself, what else could this mean? Because ultimately, exactly. all of us go to this place like, well, poor me, I did this thing. You know, these things always yeah. happen to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's such a negative yeah. tone. And, like, you know, I believe, I believe similarly that what you put out is what you get and if you put out negative you're going to get it back it's like a big yes, the world's sir. a big magnet yeah. and you put stuff out you're going to pull it right back to you yes sir and the, the beautiful thing is you know you you say look I just got I got a you know, I got my own place now you wouldn't be stoked on this place if you didn't spend time in the van you know yeah, what I mean exactly. it's like a huge step yes, up where you're like okay yeah. I'm making it and that's the uh, right. yeah that's part of it's all it's like the perspective of it you know yeah you can't be in that victim mentality and that's what I was in for a very long time right like, I just thought poor me poor me poor me but I could have changed all of that at any time honestly I just was in a bad mindset and but I I'm doing good now yeah. I'm feeling a lot better yeah yes sir no more victim mentality yeah I'm the hero. You are the hero, man. Yes, You're the hero of your own story. Exactly. And, you know, it's so... One thing I found as I got older is that you don't even thoroughly understand the people you help until later in life. Yeah. And when you make these decisions like you've made, and the fact that you sit here and say, hey, man, I wasn't doing... The, like, the fact that you admit, hey, look, man, I am doing this dumb stuff. Yeah. Like... Like, I know guys my age now that never went through what you're going through or what yeah. you went through or that what I've gone through or my lovely wife has gone through. Like, I, I there's people that never go through that. Yeah. And I feel bad for them. Not, not because they haven't had heartache. Not because they haven't seen death. Never because they've faced addiction. I don't yeah. feel bad that they haven't seen those things. I feel bad because they've never had the opportunity to overcome those things. Yes, sir. Exactly. Like, dude, I... We're staring at you now, like, there's just so much pride. It's like, dude, you're a young man, and you've overcome some really big obstacles. Yeah. And, and not by, you know, no one, 
came over to you and forced you to do it. No, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you made a decision. Yeah. You knew you could have stayed doing things, but you decided, okay, I had enough. What am I doing? Exactly. But answer me this: like, what, isn't it interesting how, like, you just said that I made these bad decisions and I could have stayed in this place, but I decided not to. Can you remember what it was that made you? Just stop and say, okay, this is enough. Was there, a, was there a breaking point or was it a build-up point? Or what was it exactly? Or can you remember where you were when you decided enough was enough? Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, I felt like I was going insane because the definition of insanity is uh, expecting a different result off of like the same thing happening or whatever. The same thing kept happening, and I, my mind wanted a, wanted a different result, so I put myself back in the situation, tried it again, same thing happened. And that happened probably like three, four times. And then, like most recently, like two months ago, I just, no, nah, like, I did it again, and I was like, no, nah. I drank a little too much one night, and I... It's just this negative energy, man. Like, yeah. Bad things happen. I noticed that bad things happen when I drank. Bad things happen when I did hang out with certain people. And I think it's like, I think you got to notice that repetition of bad things or notice what you need to change and then like go through with this. Don't talk about it and say that you're going to do it. Like actually hold yourself accountable. Just do it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well put. It's really well yes, put. Sir. It's it's also having the courage to do it. You know, it's easy to stay in that place. Yeah. It's easy to be like, okay, I'll just be mediocre forever. Exactly. You know? yes, sir. But, I'll, but I'll also be unhappy forever. Exactly, yeah. I want I wonder how much like okay, so this isn't this is an example of what I mean by looking back. So we've already talked about, you know, some of, some of like doing the huge handrails yeah. and then crashing and then you said well look I had to get back up George because that's yeah. what I do mm-hmm. you know the same is if you look at some of the examples you've recently said hey I was in this spot it's like it's like your whole life has been like this epic BMX move yeah. and you've been practicing yes, and now all of a sudden like you're in the middle of this crazy triple handrail <laughs> you, whatever your life is this yeah. crazy BMX move yeah. and you fell off and that was the point where things weren't going well yeah. but you said okay wait a minute I have to get back up. Yes, sir. You know, it's the same strategy you use for the handrail that you've applied to your life now, and it's working. Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> I haven't even realized that until now. <laughs> that's right? pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, sir. Yeah, it's it's, you know, that that's another thing. When you say that, you you hear this voice, or you you understand that, you can see examples of like that in your life. Yeah. You know, I, I've been toying around with this idea where. There's this new kind of language. Mm-hmm. And this language is that in your life, like what you see in yeah. your life, you, you probably see it everywhere. And let me give you an example of what I mean. In my yeah. life, like at my work, I started seeing all these people like not standing up for themselves. Yeah. And it really bothered me. Yeah. And then I was out on my route and there was like this kid that works at the store and he's like, oh, this guy always comes in and yells at me. And I'm like, dude, why you stand up for yourself? Oh, you big dummy. Sure. You know, and then there was another customer that was like, hey, my neighbor comes up, did I, my neighbor plays his music too loud, so I went over there, and then he yelled at me, and I, and so like, like, yeah. Chase, like, it was just like the world was screaming at me, no one's standing up for themselves, yeah. and so I, I thought about that, and I'm like, what does that mean, and then I thought, well, maybe I'm seeing this in my life, yeah. because it's something I need to work on, maybe, maybe the world is like, hey, 
whoever's looking, this is something the world needs help with right now. And if you can see this, I want you to change it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how the hell am I, I, me, me change it? What am I, like John of God? Yeah. What do you want me to do, world? And then like, you know, I, like I thought to myself, well, you know, let's just do what Gandhi says. Gandhi says, if you want to make change in the world, you be that change. Yes, sir. So what I did is I, when I was at work, I'm like, maybe these people at work, they're not standing up for themselves because they don't know how. So yeah. maybe if I stand up for myself, you know, maybe they'll, maybe I could be the role model. Yes, sir. And that, at work, I, I stood up in front of everyone and I said, hey, everybody, dude, this is ridiculous. You know, we're better than this. We're not going to take this anymore. Do round of applause. You know, and other people yes, are like sir. patting me on the back. And I was like, hey, that felt pretty good. Dude. And then I start hearing stories of other guys standing up. And there I'm like, go. okay, this, this, chain yeah, yes, this is the, this is what we should be doing, you know? Exactly. And, and I really believe that each of us sees the things that we need to work on. There's yeah. some higher power telling you, hey, Chase, I'm going to show you stuff. This is your thing you work on. You, all these yes, things sir. you see, that stuff you need to work on in yourself. And I want you to be the example of it. Yeah. I want you to chase Hatton to be the example of the guy <laughs> that follows his passion, yeah. that turned everything around and became the guy he wanted to be. Yes, sir. And when you do exactly. that, dude, next thing you're going to be at Manon, there's going to be flyers up. Like, chase <laughs> Hatton's the man. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? But like, yeah. that's the true inspiration. And I, I, I really think sitting here talking to you, like, I, you validated that theory. And I, I just. Yes, sir. I think it's amazing, man. I'm I'm stoked for you, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. What What are some What are some goals you have set up? I, I found that setting goals is a good way to keep yourself on that path. Have you oh, set yes, any sir. goals for the next couple of years, or five, or yeah, two, so, or what? Uh, part of what I do is I write goals every day. I write like kind of like manifestations, like stuff like that. I do it every single day, all throughout the day. I take notes of all my mind, like tingles and all that stuff right right but um what was it just as far as goals like you have oh, like okay. a like you've you've laid out some daily goals that you do to understand yeah. where you are and then you have mentioned bmx being in the future like where where what are some things that you know for a fact you'll be doing in two years five years and ten years what do you got on those uh I'm definitely going to be owning my own business. I'm going to be a CEO of my own business or company. Something, it, hopefully it'll be revolved around BMX. Right. I've also have been thinking about changing the entire look of BMX. Like, uh, you watch NFL and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, football at one point was just dudes throwing a ball to right. each other and hitting each other. Right. And somebody saw, hey, I can market this. People are going to love watching this. Right. Everybody's going to love it. Right. Kids, adults, whatever. So I want to figure out a medium ground like that for BMX where it's like uh, applicable. Like every, anybody would watch it. Yeah. Little kids will watch it and be entertained by it. Like, yeah. Like create some kind of game with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds to me like you might already have that. Like, you know. Who wouldn't want to watch like a Sunday barbecue with families at a sick skate park? Where, True that. dude, you have your let's say you have your own podcast or your channel, or you know, and you're going around from from people that are your family that you've known since you were kids, and like, you know, if you look at these reality shows, you see people that have gone through the show or whatever. But yeah. wouldn't it be amazing to have video evidence of like? 
a young kid doing his first bar spin, and then a few years later, that kid showing a younger kid how to do that. That would be sick. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. I didn't think of that. Yeah, well, I mean... That would be pretty cool. You've been doing it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You just... The world's... You've already been... Maybe... Another thing I like to think is that you're already doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And sometimes we're so caught up in the future thinking about, like, you know what, I should be this thing, I should be that. The yeah. truth is, right now you're creating the magic. You're doing the things you're supposed to, you That's know? Sure. And, like, it, I don't know, it's just so poetic for me to think about you doing that. Like, knowing, knowing like, you have such an awesome family, and you're yeah. such a strong guy, and you're so passionate about BMX. Like, you really have a rare ability to shine light and highlight something you love. And it doesn't have to be in the way that has ever been done before. And it, it makes me so proud of you to hear you say, I want people to see BMX in a way they never have. Yes, sir. Like, that's, that's the beauty of something. And, yeah. like, only you, Chase. Like, that's, maybe that's your calling. Maybe that's the world telling you, like, hey, if, that, if that's what you want, like, that's pretty beautiful. Yes, like, sir. imagine <laughs> showing the world a flower that the world has never seen exactly, before. Exactly, yes. You know, and that's, that's your like, perspective. Yeah, that's, that's my perspective on everything, dude. Like, yeah. If I'm, if, like, business-wise, if I want to start a business, I'm going to find a need and I'm going to fill it. Or if I don't find a need, I'm going to find something that they didn't even need that they, or they yeah. didn't even thought that they needed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, but I'm going to be starting something up. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it's a great idea. And I, I, I you know, the uh, opening line, not that I think, I don't really love Steve Jobs or whatever. No. But the opening line of his biography by Walter Isaacson says this, men who are crazy enough to think they can change the world usually are the men who change the world. <laughs> Sir. For real, you know, man. And it's, it's like, those are the guys that hop out of this, the normal, like, the social normal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the guys that, like, they don't want to work a nine-to-five making somebody else rich for right. the rest of their life. They're going to go out and hustle and get to what they want to do, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really think that there's something there. You know, I, I have this idea, and I'm kind of a coward because I don't really follow my idea. No. But the idea is that the most beautiful thing that you can teach someone younger than you is the ultimate goal of life. And the ultimate goal of life is to live a life worth living. Yes, sir. And that comes from never taking a job for money. That comes from being honest with yourself. Yeah. And it, the third and probably the most difficult but beautiful part is to understand what you just said. And that is to understand that your life is a masterpiece and you're the hero of your story. Yes, and you're sir. the main character. Yeah. And only you can create the ending of the movie that you want. Like if you want to you know, exactly. find Cinderella and put the glass slipper on her, then you better start... Yeah, Taking you're not that gonna, sandal around. Exactly. You're not going to be finding <laughs> right. Cinderella sitting on a couch. That's you right. go out and meet girls and find that Cinderella. Right. Maybe yes, Cinderella sir. is the, the you know, shining light on BMX in a way that no one has. Like, if, if we think about, if we just revisit that avenue, okay. you know, we had talked about Hawaii BMX, you know, not really being on the, on the international map as far as a hotspot for BMXing. But maybe yeah. that's just because... Hawaii is so beautiful, and Hawaii has an idea of... I, I really think that Hawaii... Like, there's some something so powerful and beautiful here that the the, the spirit of Hawaii just ref, tries really hard 
to stop commercialization. Like, she hates yeah. it. She's like, this is so disgusting for people to commercialize this. You're not going to do it here. Uh-huh. But she will, like, you know, when she finds someone she loves, or someone, if she finds someone worthy of who she believes in, she will back them with everything. And I, I think if you were to shine a light on the family orientation of BMXing, and mm-hmm. highlight, like, the value that it has brought to your life, and, like, like you could make the argument, I think, that BMX may have saved your life. Oh, yeah. Right? Through all the dark times, like, that was the one thing you had, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, dude. You said, oh, I was on the couch. Right. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, like, why not? Maybe that's the thing. Like, maybe that's a message that other kids need to hear to hear your story so they can get off the couch. You know, maybe that's the one thing that helps them. Yeah, true that. I never thought of that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what I mean. Like, you don't really understand who you're influencing until you make the most of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but like I, I just think it's amazing. You know, and it blows my mind. I'm I'm super stoked to 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 talk to you about it. Like, what what are um? Did you ever think that you would be where you are right now at the age of 22? Uh, no, no, uh, no. I mean, even <laughs> no way. Even when I was in rehab, I I told myself while I was in there, I said, I'm not. I'm gonna come back out and. I'm, that was back when I was 21. Right. No, that was when I was 20. Yeah. I didn't even turn 21. So I was like, how am I not going to, how am I going to go back out there, turn 21 right. and not drink and do all this stuff? Yeah. But, yeah. Right. It's yeah. a, it's a, um, everything in moderation, you mm-hmm. know? And sometimes, I know for me, like, I spent a lot of time being a dummy. You can yeah. ask my wife, she'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, she might even tell you I'm still a dummy, <laughs> you know? But, you know, the only... Sometimes we're so afraid of what we look like or we're so afraid of making mistakes that we don't even try. Yeah. And, like, how do you know how far you can go unless you really push it? Yeah. And it's that same... Yeah, right? Yeah. If you look at, like, all of some of the most aggressive stars, they have some of the the, the hardest faults Mm -hmm. because it's in their nature to push themselves, be it drinking or be it playing or be it riding or be it surfing... You know, all of them, they're, they're the best at whatever they do. Exactly. I'm going to be the best surfer. I'm going to drink the most beers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for real, I'm going to do the most drugs. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, they're going to be the best. <laughs> and sometimes real. being the best means being the worst. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Most of, more than... Yeah. yeah. But if you can identify that about your personality, okay, okay, wait a minute. I think that's I know. the big part. It really is. Identifying it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I, for me, I don't think I knew who I was until I was 30. You know, and I... It just... It's awesome to talk to somebody. I think I'm talking to a younger version of myself right now. Sure. <laughs> Maybe not as handsome. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <whoa>. <laughs> That's yeah, and I um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to to uh, go over it and, and kind of revisit. As talking to you, I feel like I'm revisiting some times in my life where where I had been through some tough things and, and tried to get out of them and yes, find I couldn't get out of them. And but you did. But you did. Yes, sir. You did. I I think. I, we were speaking earlier, and I had mentioned to you that everything you're going through now and everything you will go through is necessary. Yeah. You know, and, and like we just talked about, like, they're all stepping stones, like falling, coming off the handrail. Yeah. It's a lesson there. It is. You know? Yes, sir. And it's, re- in relationships, you know, there's lessons. And the fact that you realize maybe you were in a relationship that wasn't that good, you know, 
it takes a lot of work to understand it wasn't that good. Yeah. It takes even more work to understand why it wasn't that good. And it takes even more work to understand how to not repeat that. <laughs> yes, you know? sir. Yeah. And if you figure that out, tell me how to fix that. Because I find myself, you know, struggling sometimes. And I don't know. I'm lucky, I'm lucky to have, to have found a, a woman that loves me and, and wants to be with me and, but it's, you know, relationships are, are fascinating and beautiful, but really, 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 really hard, yes, you know, they and are. it's, it's really hard. And so it's kind of a roll of the dice, you know, and, and people change and life changes. And I think it's so important to find something you're passionate about and really understand who you are yes, sir. before you can even attempt to try to become someone person. else yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah that's big it is it's huge it is huge what are um so is there a chance we're going to be getting a chase hatton podcast pretty soon or hopefully dude. okay yes sir all right. have you thought about any names for the podcast or uh, what do you got not not yet not yet no sir all right i need to start brainstorming yeah <laughs> well i'm when you're writing your stuff down your journal every day you yes, know what sir. i mean yeah yeah and and you know if, if you're doing a vidcast or something too yeah you know, what I have learned, because I've, I've done some live videos, and my videos seem to get a lot of a lot of views just because of the scene behind me. Okay. And, you know, so if it's landscapes, be at the beach, or sometimes I'll try to do some live dives where I'll go yeah. check turtles or something. Okay. Those seem, to be, those seem to do really well. Yeah. And I could imagine if you had the background of Hawaii with, like, the beauty of BMXing, you know, or... Or, like, I don't know, in my mind right now, what I'm picturing is... So they set up lights at Manana. Okay. And they have a generator. Yeah. And all that stuff. Like, what if I had a little desk set up by the skate park? I have dudes airing while I'm doing a podcast. You know what I mean? Background Are you is just me? everybody shredding and all that. Dude. That would be nuts. That Everybody's would be like, amazing. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be amazing. Yeah. And then you already have the web, like they already have the website. You know what I mean? So you yeah. got, you could work with them. Promote through that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I would um. I would be mindful that when things get popular, wolves start to come around. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And yep. you'll start to get that commercialization. And some of it may be good, but you know, like all families, when somebody wins the lotto, people start getting mad. Yes, sir. <laughs> For real, man. So, uh, yeah. But, but that, that's just something to be aware of. You know, I, yeah. I, I think that if you could keep it at the level you want, and it sounds like you already have a pretty awesome vision. I, I think that's amazing, and I think that you should totally do that. Like that's a great idea, <laughs> you know. And it probably only comes from, you know. I, I think great ideas are born out of great tragedy, and like, yes, I, I don't think you'd be where you are if you hadn't gone through what you did. And I don't think you'd have these ideas unless you had been through that. Yeah. You know. For real. <laughs> so that that seems pretty good. I, I I hope to see that one coming soon, and then um. What about as far you were you were doing some music for a while? Are you still doing any of that kind of stuff? Uh, not as much into not, the music scene. Yeah, yeah, that the, was a very that was a hostile scene. Yes, sir. Yeah, that that scene. You know, when I was younger, I was a club promoter, like yeah. a local celebrity. Yes, sir. And you know what? Like, there's uh -huh. no loyalty. <laughs> no, <laughs> no loyalty yes, there. Sir. Uh -huh. A lot of fun, but it's it's not it's not. It's not something you can do long term. Exactly. It's not a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. It's really not. No. 
But yeah. just being in that, you got to see some cool stuff and yeah, I got the experience. You did. All that. You did. That yeah, was cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well, dude, awesome. I think it's a pretty successful podcast right here. Yes, sir. So we're gonna end it right here. What What <laughs> is right. the name of that site again that people can find you at uh, and some of the people? You can go to ride high r i d e h i dot com and you can see everything that goes on with BMX in Hawaii through there or even search up the hashtag ride high on Instagram that's probably the best location for you to find all your information epic <laughs> all right we'll do it again soon man thanks yes, for coming sir. out aloha everyone Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart, listen to the song on the wind, and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision and I hope you all conquer it and I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better, your life will be better and you know what, you deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.